What the hell is going on in dirt late model racing right now? We've got details today on another insane weekend, plus Thomas Meserol being, well, Thomas Meserol. Let's go. It's Monday, March 13th. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. I don't know what's in the water right now, but this is the second Monday in a row where we are diving into a dirt racing weekend that was completely insane. And we'll start first with the Southern All-Stars at Southern Raceway in Milton, Florida. Saturday night in the feature, it kicked off with Ashton Winger and J.R. Smith getting into it on track. And the night ended with Ashton, his dad, Gary, and J.R.'s merch guy, Scotty Parker, all being hauled away in handcuffs. And then, uh, let me remind you that just one year ago, Ashton was driving for GR full-time as a rookie out with Lucas. At the start of the main event, Smith muscled his way past Winger into turn one. Uh, the video you're watching here on the screen is from XR. Uh, and then Ashton returned the favor in turns three and four with a bit of a sketchy short slider. Uh, and then on the next lap, Smith again tried to get his elbows out. Only this time, it didn't work in his favor. He ended up com uh, coming, you know, kind of almost spun out, sort of half spun. He saved it uh, before uh, the caution came out. But then under the yellow, Smith drove back through the field and spun Ashton Winger out. Okay, at this point, you probably figured this thing's probably over. But oh no, GR was just getting started. He then hit Winger twice more just for good measure, effectively destroying his own car in the process. Uh, eventually, he pulled off and was done for the night. Winger was actually done after just a couple of laps, ending up with a flat tire. And after watching all of this, I feel like GR probably needs to find another thing to do on his weekends that doesn't involve dirt late models. This was completely unhinged. The madness continued, though, later with Ashton's dad Gary getting into an altercation with Smith and eventually being arrested. And then Ashton himself trying to go after Smith and getting into a scuffle with GR's merch guy. The Santa Rosa County Sheriff's Department uh, deputies on hand ended up booking all three in the local jail, and all three have since been released. I don't know what's going on right now in dirt late model racing, but as they say, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. Uh, the two nights at Southern Raceway were won by Billy Franklin and Joseph Joyner. A couple of states away on Friday night, the Comp Cam's Super Dirt Series also had a wild and crazy night. No fighting, no arrests here, at least that I know of. Uh, we saw Ross Farmer roll out of the ballpark in turn three, racing in the first B-Main. Tanner Kellick then flipped in the second B-Main down the backstretch, and that was just the beginning. Just a handful of laps into the main event, the lap cars of Jarrett Stuckey and Jamie Burford tangled right in front of the leaders, and the incident collected the entire top four. Uh, that was Dylan McCowan, Kyle Beard, Garrett Alberson, and Jonathan Davenport. Beard and Alberson were able to continue, Davenport and McCowan were done. Later on, we also had Spencer Hughes and Morgan Bagley tangle while they were running second and third, uh, and then we ended up with a fiery finish. On the white flag lap, Logan Martin hip-checked Neil Baggett into turn one for the lead, with Baggett ending up in the wall and done for the night. Martin took the victory, but was really subdued in victory lane. No celebration. You could tell he was not proud of what happened. On Saturday night, Garrett Alberson slipped by race-long leader Billy Moyer with five to go and drove on to the $10,000 win. That one was much calmer than it was on Friday night. After the Friday night crash, though, Davenport and his 49 squad did not return for Saturday, and I was honestly a little surprised to see JD in the field at all. He's not a usual competitor with comp cams. His appearance in recent seasons with that series are usually the co-sanctioned Lucas events. And I wonder here, with some of the struggles they had down in Georgia and Florida to start the year, if maybe they weren't in attendance to try and work on some stuff. 
Lucas is in action this weekend at Atomic and Brownstown, so we'll see uh, if they have been able to hit on anything. Another late model show from the weekend was the Spring Nationals at 411 Motor Speedway on Saturday. Seventh starting, Corey Hedgecock got to the lead around Dale McDowell, passed halfway and stretched away at the end for the $15,000 win. Ricky Weiss and Jensen Ford completed the day's podium. Uh, Will Rowland had a tire come off his machine during pace laps, and his guys had to scramble to get him back out for the feature start. Roland, kind of ironically, is sponsored by Roland Tire, uh, that's, which is a couple of tire shops in Georgia. Not exactly a great marketing there for their business. Uh, before we move on, we did get over 15,000 subscribers on the channel this weekend, so I've picked two t-shirt winners. They are Amy Basham and Jeremy Wren. I have uh, replied to, her, to your YouTube comments with instructions. Uh, thanks to everyone that jumped in for the shirts and for getting us across 15,000. Now let's get to 20. Uh, indoors at DuCoin on Friday and Saturday, we got the first two races for the Extreme Outlaw Midget Series. Friday night, it was Kenny McIntosh passing Shane Cottle late to get the victory. Big shout out to Mitchell Moles uh, for not spinning Cottle out during that feature when he very easily could have actually ended up kind of taking himself out of contention. I uh, hate that for Moles, but a good move on his part there. We had nice fields both nights, north of 40 minutes in the pits. On the Saturday night show, uh, Jade Avedisian led early from the pole, but fifth starting Thomas Meserol took control on lap 11. He was able to keep Jade at bay until lap traffic slowed his progress late in that one. With three to go, he tried to go around Mariah Ede on the high side into turn one, but slipped over the cushion, which opened the door for Jade. She obviously filled the spot, and Timez wheelied off the corner to try and cover his mistake. Didn't work, though, as the two made contact, and Timez ended up around and out of contention. Jade went on to the win, but she was apologetic after the race for what happened. I felt like it was just a race and deal, though. Both drivers going hard for the lead. Later on, though, you know Timez had to be Timez. In an interview posted to Extreme's social media accounts, he said, quote, Jade just shoved it in there because that's what you do in midgets, apparently. And then after catching some heat on Twitter for what he said, he posted today, quote, the peanut gallery is in full force on Twitter. Guy sticks a camera in my face after running 16th to stir drama. I like Jade. She is good. I'm not thrilled about my paycheck, though. I might have uh, run everyone hard, but I didn't cause one yellow in two nights. She spun the leader. Facts. Unquote. Let me remind you, this is the guy who is selling t-shirts right now on his website that say things like send it till you bend it and slide or die. It's always okay for him to make those moves, but he gets upset when it happens to him. A veteran like him has to know when you make a mistake like he did, jumping the cushion that somebody's going to be right behind you there to fill the spot. He should have been prepared for that. He tried to cover his mistakes, uh, a mistake he got bit. Typical stuff, though, from Team Ez, uh, about what we've come to expect. Uh, with top fives both nights, Jade leads the series standings. A really nice opening weekend for her in that new Keith Coons ride. We'll see Extreme again in a few weeks at Farmer City. One side note here, the Extreme Outlaw series is now being tracked in the analytics section. I turned those pages live over the weekend. All of last year's races and these first two 2023 nights are in the database. Uh, you have the full complement of stats, driver pages, everything uh, that you've come to expect is in there. You can find all of that over at dirttracker.com slash analytics. Before we close out today, sprint car driver Mark Darbmeyer was burned in a crash in the ASCS regional show on Friday night at the Central Arizona Speedway. He posted to social media that he's doing okay, but he did suffer second and third degree burns on his legs, and he will probably need some skin grafts in the coming days. We'll keep you updated as we know more. A big shout out today to channel member Thomas Soper. This is his pier stock that he runs in California, and he's sporting the Dirt Tracker logo there on the front fender. 
Appreciate the support, my man. Thomas runs at Barona Speedway near San Diego. Quiet day across the streaming services. Not shocking for a Monday here in March. Just Flow Racing 24-7 and Dirt Vision now on tap. To see the full daily streaming schedule with links to watch, visit dirttracker.com slash watch tonight. Hope you guys have a good Monday out there. Hopefully you're not involved in dirt layabout racing and you don't catch a beating out there. Uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow for more.